Welcome to the Fastest Five Minutes, presented by Kroll and Mori. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Yuan Zhou, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. We're going to turn to Yuan first for an update on a GAO report. Perfect. Thanks, Peter. On June 29th, GAO released a report on the DOD's artificial intelligence acquisition efforts, which looked at the DOD's lack of department-wide AI acquisition guidance, key factors that participating private companies reported considering when acquiring AI capabilities, and the extent to which DOD components' informal guidance reflected the key factors identified by private sector participants. Now, GAO made several recommendations in its report. It primarily recommended that the Secretary of Defense, along with other relevant stakeholders like the Chief Digital and AI Officer, prioritize establishing department-wide AI acquisition guidance, including leveraging the key private sector factors identified in the report. GAO also recommended that service-specific guidance for the Army, Navy, and Air Force be implemented as well. So continued government push and attention on the AI front. Peter? Great. Thank you. There's been a lot of focus on a specific procurement by the Department of Health and Human Services, NIH, uh, IT Acquisition and Assessment Center known as NITAC, for the award of a particular IDIQ vehicle known as CIO SP4, that's the Chief Information Officer Solutions and Partners. GAO has sustained more than 100 protests challenging the awards under CIO SP4. GAO determined that the agency's record didn't demonstrate that the agency reasonably validated all offerors proposed self-scores. In addition, GAO found that the record did not demonstrate that the agency reasonably established so-called cut lines for social economic categories. NITEC's creation of these cut lines, they were cutoff scores for each social economic category, and it was meant to combat the challenge of receiving so many different proposals from offerors that were sometimes competing for awards under more than one category. According to NITAC, offerors that were above the self-score cut lines went on to phase two of the competition, while those below the lines were to be eliminated from the competition. Following GAO's sustain of these protests, NITAC announced it would take corrective action and reevaluate all proposals. In addition, NITAC extended the expiration date of CIO SP3 programs and contracts from October 29th of 2023 to April 29th of 2024. So on to the next chapter of this uh, CIO SP4 acquisition. Next up, we're going to turn to another protest, and Yuan is going to talk about it. Thanks, Peter. On June 14th, GAO dismissed the protests of an incumbent contractor, which challenged a task order for the support of a retailer service center by the Department of Agriculture's Food and Nutrition Services, or FNS. GAO held that it does not review private disputes, such as the enforceability of non-compete agreements, and therefore could not consider whether the agreements rendered the awardee's bid as unacceptable. So here's the background. On December 20th of 2022, FNS issued an RFQ requiring the awardee to distribute retailer materials, assist retailers with preparing and submitting applications, and assist re authorized retailers with reauthorization processes and other special projects. Now, the protester was the incumbent contractor, and the new awardee was actually the subcontractor on the incumbent contract. 
So relevant here, the protester argued that the agency conducted a flawed technical capability evaluation because it failed to recognize misrepresentations in the awardee's bid regarding the availability of its proposed staff. The protester argued that the awardee's proposed project manager and half of its proposed staff were actually current employees of the protester and would not be available to perform as it would violate the terms of their current non-compete agreements. Now, GAO dismissed the challenge. As an initial matter, GAO explained that non-competes are not by themselves sufficient to establish that the awardee did not have a reasonable basis to expect to furnish its proposed project manager and staff for performance. But what's ultimately at issue is the contractual obligations between private parties. Because GAO does not review private disputes like the enforceability of non-compete agreements, it couldn't consider whether non-compete agreements rendered the awardees, quote, unacceptable here. Peter, back to you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Obviously, an interesting decision. And we will wrap up for this edition. This has been the fastest five minutes brought to you by Kroll and Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions about these items, I can be reached at 202-624-2807 and Yuan can be reached at 202-624-2666. Thank you for joining. The Fastest Five Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll and Mooring LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast.